Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. The Clubhouse is a career development platform consisting of monthly webinars, in-depth training vault, job board, mentorship platform, blogs, and a focus on mental health. Be sure to sign up for a free membership at theclubhousecareers.com. In addition, thanks for everyone that has supported the book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales. For season three, I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path, three key topics that are current in the industry, three hustle hot seat questions, three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guests this week. Certainly back in the day, the sports industry was a male-dominated industry, so at times it was tough for women to make a name for themselves. I'm excited for our next guest as she helped pave the way for other very successful females in this industry. I'm excited to have Denise Sickenender, Executive Vice President of Spinzo. Denise, welcome to the show. Thanks, Travis. Great to be here. Denise, very excited to talk about your career. And, And as I kicked it off, after graduating from the University of Arizona, you launched into a career in ticket sales. And so how was that as far as experience for you breaking into sports early on? Yeah, so it was a very different time. And I will say, candidly, right out of college, I got denied for a couple different jobs in sports. And so initially I said, forget this. <laughs> Maybe it's yep. not the right industry for me. And I actually went back to where I worked in college and I worked on the sales floor at Nordstrom because um, I grew up in Seattle. So I went back and worked in their corporate offices for a year. And while I, trust me, one of my hobbies is shopping, I was bored working in the retail industry. It just didn't fill me up. So after about a year of that, I did try to get back into the sports industry. And I had gone through Game Phase, which at the time was a training company. And once I went through their internship program and their training, I was able to land a job with Pittsburgh Pirates. So they also helped me get some interviews. So I wasn't your traditional right out of college into an inside sales room because we really didn't have inside sales back then. And that's dating myself. Yeah. Um, But I, I knew that this is where I wanted to be. And after a year outside the industry, I wasn't fulfilled. So I pursued it and had success. Nice. Well, to your point, your first full-time role was with the Pirates there in Pittsburgh. You became a top seller and ultimately got into leadership. And so thinking back to your time as you first started out in this kind of male-dominated industry, how did you differentiate yourself right from the get-go? Well, I was different first for being a female, but secondly, I was one of few people that was not from Pittsburgh. So that was a definitely a very different thing. And so for me, I didn't know people. I didn't, I couldn't network amongst, you know, my parents' friends or, or other friends. It was literally like I had to go out and pave my own my own way. So what I did to differentiate myself was really getting face-to-face. I knew that if I could meet people and I could shake their hand and I could have a conversation with them, I could then get to know them and then bring the pirates in. And so that's what I did. And so I just, I went a different way than everyone else. And that really set me apart and allowed me to be successful for how I knew how to be successful. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that as, is ultimately face to face is so key in our business. And it was it got hot and heavy there. And then the pandemic happened and it got back into like the virtual world. Well, now it's like, all right, we got to get back into face to face because you can just sell so much more. You can cross sell, you can upsell. And absolutely. You know, throughout your career, Denise, you know, early on, you decide that leadership's the right fit for you. And you landed with the Atlanta Hawks and Thrashers where you and I met and worked together. 
Why was leadership the right fit for you? So it's funny, I, you know, thinking about leadership, I felt like growing up, I was a leader and all the way through my life, I've always been kind of led to a leader. Like I started out young babysitting and even something like that is being a leader because you're showing younger people how to do what you do or how to, you know, in that instance, behave. Um, So when I got into working at the Pirates, one, um, once I got settled after a year, there was another girl that came on board at the Pirates and I got told by my leadership, Hey, teach her the ropes, show her what you do. You've been doing the right things. And so I really got to manage without being a manager initially. And once she started having success and got excited about it, I got really excited about it. And I was even more excited about her success than it was mine. So for me, that was when the light bulb went off that I was like, yes, I love this. And I want to watch show other people how to do what I do. And so that's how I knew leadership was definitely for me. Absolutely. And Denise, you end up spending five and a half years as the director of group sales and you help lead the team to top of the league in revenue and both at the time, the Hawks and the Thrashers. And so from a leadership standpoint, your sales team, there's often a variety of tenured talent back in the day where you had some people right out of, of inside sales and kind of up and going. You had other people that had been there 10, 15 years. And so how did you focus on managing all the different personalities? Yeah, there were definitely a lot of different personalities. And at one time, they were essentially between a manager, we had 10 sales reps and two coordinators. So it was like 13 or 14 people in the department. And so what I found is that if I went beyond just what they did in the office, I could get to understand them more and be have a closer connection with them. So I would always sit down, especially with new people into my department and understand like who they are, what they enjoy, what do they do outside the office? what motivates them and where's their end goal? Because I know I have their sales reps that I managed when I was at the Hawks and Thrashers in the groups department that are still in the groups department today. And they love their career. They love their job. There were other people that wanted to go into management. And so I knew I had to lead them towards that path. There were other people that had goals to become and go into corporate partnerships, which again is sales, but it's a different level of sales. So it was really getting to understand each person's nuances and what they loved and where they wanted to be before I could even manage them correctly. Because if I just manage everyone the same way that everyone wants to go into ticket sales leadership, I was going to hit people the wrong way. So for me, it was really digging deep and understanding who they are and where they wanted to be and then managing to that. And I think you hit on a key on the head too, is it's personal and professional. You know, too many people in this business from a leadership advice perspective, too many sales team members just think of themselves as just a number. And so it's what is your leader doing to truly immerse themselves in your business from a personal and professional standpoint, because everybody wants to grow both personally and professionally. Absolutely, Travis. And it was down to, you know, if they had a significant other, you know, being able to understand that. And if there was trouble at home, you know, home or if there was someone that was having, you know, once I got into marketing, I had some people that had children or they were their wives were about to have babies. And how are you flexible with that? Or are you doing something special to just make them feel special when that life change happens? So all of those little things make a big deal um, into people, A, number one, enjoying working for you and wanting to work hard for you. Because the more you care about them, the more they're going to care about you and about the goals that you're pushing forward for your team. Absolutely. And after a ton of success, you know, in the sales world for you, Denise, you then transitioned to the director of marketing with the Atlanta Hawks. And how was that mm-hmm. transition transition for you? And why was that the best fit for you and your career? 
Yeah, so I actually kind of pitched that for a long time that I wanted to move to marketing. I knew at the time that my life was going to be changing. I was going to start having children and it was kind of on my roadmap. And I knew culture wise with what sales required, I wasn't necessarily going to be able to withhold that if I was going to change my life and have some children. And so knowing that culture is bigger than one person, I had kind of asked, hey, I feel like I can fill a niche here and really bring sales and marketing together. And so that's what I really wanted to do. I saw a disconnect between sales and marketing. I graduated from the University of Arizona in a marketing degree, and I hadn't really used it yet because I'd been Mm -hmm. mostly in sales. And so I felt like my knowledge of what the sales world needed and the timelines that they needed to be on could really help marketing and kind of bridge that, that fight between the two sometimes and really make it a marriage of saying, hey, you know what? This is when, it's, when renewals are going to happen. This is when this is going to happen. So let's make sure we're all on the same page and we can meet timelines so that we're going to be the best force that we can be for sales success. So, you know, as you went through the Hawks, you had a lot of experience both in sales and then in marketing. And then six and a half years ago, you decided to make that move into that vendor space with Spinzo. Mm -hmm. So first, what's your elevator pitch for Spinzo? So Spinzo, we're the promotional group sales platform that's connected with Ticketmaster. And what we try to do is make the complex simple. So any of those really wild and crazy promotions that you want to do, we make those simple for the buyer to purchase, for sales to put together, for marketing to to you know market and put out there, but also for operations so that every ticket that flows into the system doesn't have to be manipulated or adjusted after the fact. So we try to make really simple um a simple format of complex promotions. Nice. Well, and Denise, you you went from your career and of and we talked about a 13, 14 people directly reporting a company of the hawk stature of a couple hundred people to now, you know, a small kind of entrepreneurial business. And so as you think about that, what's a what's a day-to-day look like for you? It's definitely very different. So, you know, when you're in a smaller company, you know, the, the buck stops with you. So you have to do the little things that sometimes you feel like are above you. Um, but you're also doing the bigger things too. So day to day is every single day is different for me. Um, you know, I'm finding new clients for us to use our system. I'm working with our existing clients, um, whether that be at the manager director level, but even also at the rep level to help them maximize the system. I'm finding different ways for us to streamline what we do. So we're, we focus as a tech first company. So we don't want to be doing mundane tasks many, many times, nor do we want our clients to be doing that. So we're constantly finding ways to automate things. Um, you know, I'm working on new channels of our business. How do we generate different uh, channels of revenue? And so it's it's a totally different dynamic because it is a smaller, like, go-to-market fast type approach, whereas in a bigger team organization, sometimes you have a few more steps before you can go out the door. So um, I love it. I love that every day is different. Um, and for me, the fact that I'm still connected to all my friends and colleagues in the leagues um, and at teams, that's the best atmosphere for me. You talked about Denise connections and, you know, one of the things that you've always been willing to give back. And we've talked about how you've helped pave the way for women in this industry, but you're a mentor of the clubhouse, which we certainly mm-hmm. appreciate among always you're willing to jump on a call, provide advice, walk people through kind of professional and personal decisions. So why is it so important for you to always give back? 
So first and foremost, I'm a big believer in, in karma and like, you know, what you put out is what's going to come back to you. And so, um, you know, there were definitely people while there weren't as many female mentors when I was coming up through the industry, we definitely had a whole stack of mentors working um, at the Atlanta Hawks and Thrashers. And those people have been so great to me in my career and helping me get to where I am. And I think, you know, that some of them took a chance on, on me because I was a young, pretty green manager, but they were willing to take a chance and willing to groom me. So I'm always willing to give back and to help people because that chance was given to me and our our industry needs you know we're, we're seeing a lot of people leave our industry right now um, because of the pandemic and because of the uncertainty that we've had in the past couple of years so we need to refresh and and bring people up that are going to be good stewards of our business and carry this business forward we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Denise Sickenender, Executive Vice President of Spinzo. And Denise, let's get into three hot topics. And so question one, you've always been one that I've respected. You're always willing to take risks. And knowing that there are very calculated risks, but you also need to be very innovative from transitioning from groups to marketing, marketing to the vendor space. And so what advice do you have for the listeners that may help them be more innovative and be willing to put themselves out there more in the business environment, regardless of what role they're in? Yeah, so I think it's be okay to fail. Like, you know, granted, I've had some successful transitions, but I failed along the way. You know, I there are goals that I didn't hit. There are things that I've done that have gone, you know, wayside, wrong way up, you know? Um, it's okay to hear no. And trust me, in the vendor space, when I made that transition, I thought, oh gosh, I know all these people. They're all going to be so excited to work with me. Well, that wasn't the case right away. You know, I had to prove myself. And so I just being okay to fail, but also make sure to your point, you said I taking calculated risks. I've thought these things through too. I've made pro and con lists. I know that sounds so elementary, but I still make pro and con lists with a lot of the things I do in my life. Um, and I really weigh out, outweigh the pros and the cons and say, okay, is this going to be a good decision? And if it does fail, where am I going to go? And so I think that's, you've got to think through those things and not make rash, quick decisions, but make calculated, smart decisions about where you want to go. And question two, as you think about all the emerging technologies in the sports and entertainment space, and you're obviously in that space right now, what are some key trends that everyone in this business should be thinking about as it relates to tech, not only now, but for the next couple of years? Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things that, that come to mind that teams are asking us about. 
One is flexibility. Like how do we offer more flexible options for people to buy tickets, whether that be in like a season ticket format, a flex plan format, even in the group space, like what does that look like and how are we creating options for our buyers to really be the drivers of what they want when they want it? Um, so that's one thing that we're really following. And the other thing that we've heard a lot about is just um, like ticket security and fraud. So like, yeah. how are we for making sure that, you know, the people we want buying our tickets are the ones that are buying our tickets and how are we maximizing those um technologies out there that allow us to to hold and hold people accountable. So, you know, there's a lot of things in the in the payment space that we've been really advancing on our end from a Spinzo perspective that allow us to do that and allow us to really be specific to each team because some teams are fine with having ticket resellers buy their tickets and resell them. Some other teams are like, no, we don't want that at all. So we're able to take that into consideration and really maximize that through the platform. So they feel really confident about who's buying their tickets. So those are two trends that I'd say we're really focused on. You know, and in general, it's it's no matter what technology it is or what it is, it's are you willing to evolve and adapt to the new yeah. marketplace and the and new world that's coming around us? And finally, question three, we talk about the sports business and it being a lot of long hours and a grind. And, you know, every time we catch up, it's you're nonstop with with children activities. And so what's your advice on balancing the demands of working in this industry while also balancing family life? Yeah, I think it's setting expectations, you know, especially when you're in working for someone, working for a manager or an organization, like what are the expectations? And then what are, you know, what, how is that going to work with your life? So you mentioned I'm a single parent of three children. And so, you know, I, the hours that I work are not necessarily your typical nine to five hours because I coach volleyball. I'm head of Brownie mm -hmm. Troop. I've got son in football and we're all over the place. The list goes so on and on. Exactly. It's just a matter of when you're going to get your work done. And one of the things that I've found that I have to do is I have to be 100% present in what I'm doing. So if I'm working, I have to be 100% focused on it. Um, if I'm not, if I'm with the kids, I'm 100% focused on them because they need my attention too. And so it's just sometimes it's waking up at 530 and it's getting an hour and a half of work in before they wake up. Sometimes it's the hour and a half after they go to bed. And it's just it's making it making it work around the life that I have. And I'm so grateful that we are in a day and age where that's feasible because back when I started, there, you yeah. weren't working remotely. You know, I think COVID really did a great thing for our industry with that regard of allowing people that flexibility to be home sometimes because sometimes for me, it's just the fact that I can get a load of laundry done while a conference call is happening, you know, things like yep, that. Exactly. That make a big difference in my life. Absolutely. Well, Denise, what a great career you've had. And as you think back, What's been your best memory? You know, I, I it's funny. It's not something that's happened like a specific game or um, something that's happened on the court ice field. Um, I was thinking back that there's a time when um, when I first started at the Hawks and Thrashers and I was in the group sales department. I was managing the department and then Chris Saber was the director and we had made a full transition. And this was about the time that group deposits were first coming into fruition. And the whole staff there, we had explained the concept and said, this is how we're going to do it. And they were all so scared about this. They were like, how are we going to do this? We've never asked our group leaders for this. And so we put a pretty high number out there. And I don't remember the number specifically, but the number was very daunting for them. But we hit it. And we hit it within like three days of our deadline. And that feeling and that emotion of that staff, when the bell was rang the last time for that final deposit that we hit, it's nothing like I'll ever forget because it was really a complete transition of where we had been before in that department to where we were going. And so it's moments like that for me that are the best memories because it shows the impact you're making. And it shows that if you lead people in the right direction, 
they will accomplish big things and accomplish big goals. And so for me, that's probably one of the biggest moments. And then other things along the lines yeah. of, of that goal. And it all starts and stops with people, which we've talked about forever. And so Denise, ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey. To close it out, I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? Sure. All right. If you owned a boat, what would you name your boat? Sun Chaser. I love sun. So I went to school in Arizona. Sadly, I live in Michigan now. So (laughs) it's sunny, but not. But every time I can get a chance, I want to go to the sun. If you could have any actress play you in a movie, who would it be? This one is so hard. <laughs> um, so I'm. It's not for for her age or, <laughs> but Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep plays a pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. In most of the movies, and one and, of the movies I'm thinking of is The Devil Wears Prada or the yeah The Devil Wears yeah, Prada. Yep. And she is like, so you know, I like someone that's kind of like love it. You know, if you could bring back any clothing trend, what would you bring back? So Stanley is already back, but I love neon clothes. Like I love that like late 80s, 90s neon trend and I I wear it. So and I feel like a lot of that is coming back around. I just, I feel like a, a lot of these clothing that I wish I would have kept because now they're back in style. Exactly, exactly. I don't know if you'd fit in them now, but you know. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Well, to close it out, what are three key takeaways you would give every listener to be in your shoes one day? Yeah, I think it's focus on being the best version of you. So if I think back to my time in the Pirates, like that's what I focused on and that's what made me successful because success comes in different ways and formats. Um, And I said, listen to the opportunity because opportunity looks different. And I think, you know, to the point of the fact that I've jumped to different departments and different types of opportunities, that's all because I've listened to kind of where I wanted to go and what opportunities exist. And the last thing is that none those two can't happen unless you put in the work. And at the end of the day, you have to put in the work no matter what role you're in, because then if you do that, the opportunities will present themselves and then you can be the best version of yourself. I love it, right? It's to end it there. It's it's work hard. It's the hustle because then you can focus on being that best version of yourself and, and you're listening to that overall opportunity. Well, Denise, thank you so much. Always a pleasure talking to you. Certainly appreciate your time and your expertise. Thank you, Travis. My pleasure. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.